Welcome to Gaming Dad 101, the show where gamers became dads and now we're looking for cheat codes. I'm your host, Chris, and joining me is Brian. What up, guys? Welcome to our very first premiere episode of what is going to be a weekly show (laughs) that is going to come out every single Wednesday. So, what is Gaming Dad? If you listen to our trailer, you kind of got an idea of what Gaming Dad is, but let's go a little bit more in depth into what is going on, because this show is going to be evolving as we go on. It's all about paleo diets. It's about paleo diets. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> so welcome to the paleo diet masquerading itself as Gaming yes. Dad 101. Yes. <clears throat> so realistically, here's the deal. Brian and I, we're both parents, we're both gamers, and our lives are pretty much defined by those two things. So we decided, well, let's get a show together, one that caters to dads, because dads have a slightly different gaming style and kind of a deal where, you know, we play different than the single person. How do we know? We were single ones, and we used to stay up all night. And coming from a dad perspective, it can be pretty easy to be feel like you're pushed to the side. At some point or another, you know, everybody else kind of takes the forefront, taking care of your wife, taking care of your kids. So we want to, you know, reach out to those kinds of guys that have those experiences. Kind of a support system. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, a support system. Because it's one of those things you got to think about. It. I mean, there's a lot of, and I mean, I hate to say it this way, but there's a lot of people out there who look at dads as mostly deadbeats. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of us out there that are complete deadbeats that give dads like us who try to be involved in every aspect of our children and still maintain our hobbies a bad name and that is another aspect is that gamers tend to get a bad rep as well on occasion Mm -hmm. but you know combine those two most people have like oh my god he plays video games like does he have time for the kids exactly i've I've actually had that word for word before somebody came up to me and told me that no but how do you play games if you have kids you should be paying attention to your kids i don't neglect my kids i'm there with my kids if i game and you know we'll get there soon later sooner or later Point is, when I game, I'm sacrificing sleep. I'm doing yeah. the stuff outside of my parenting duties to get shit done. People don't understand that literally everything takes a forefront before gaming for us. Like it's never been like, oh, hold on, babe, I've got you know twenty more minutes on this, and then I'll go change that diaper, or you know, I'll feed the dog after I beat this boss, or oh, my son can you know he can sit there and watch before we go outside and yep. have a day. Basically, so the premise of the show is that is we're two dads. We want to talk about one of the things we love. Well, both of the things that we love. We love video games. We love our kids. We're talking about them both. So it's one of those cases where you're like, okay, why should we care? Well, here's here's our background. This is this is our resume. Take it as you will. I personally, I've been gaming since I was. I started with the Atari uh, 1600, I think it was, 2600, and that's what I started with, playing Pitfall and Pong and all those things. I feel so much younger. Yeah, shut up. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so been playing since. Um, Currently, I'm big on PlayStation 4. I'm big on um, the Switch because I was one of the lucky people who got one, essentially. Um, So I've been playing those two systems. Those are my primary systems of gaming. In terms of parenting, I am the father to a almost two-year-old. He's going to be two soon. And I'm also a stepdad. So that is part of, that's another thing that we can talk into this about. It's the whole uh, stigma between being a stepdad and how to raise those kids and that sort of deal. And we'll get into the relationship that I have with my wife, her ex-husband, his new wife, and everything uh, further down as we go through the show. But... You know, those are my qualifications. Brian, tell tell everybody a little about yourself. 
So I have been gaming probably about the same time, maybe five, six, somewhere in there. I started with the Super Nintendo. You know, I remember because we didn't own one, but one of my aunts and uncles did, and I used to be over there. You know, during the holidays, and oh, that's dude. where we started. Dude, Super Mario Brothers. That was it. That was my holiday. You know, everybody else would be in the main room drinking eggnog and wobbling and stuff and i'd be jamming out with yoshi yeah eggnog (laughs) and it's weird i went backwards we actually owned a nintendo before we owned a super nintendo and then you know i had a lot of big gaming experience with like nintendo 64 xbox xbox one uh 360 i basically owned a little bit of every console and every brand at some point or another yeah and you know my favorite right now is xbox one you know it's what i own i have a Super Nintendo Classic as well. The mistake, but we still love him. And you know, (laughs) even though I get that stigma, I'm still eventually going to have all of them again. I want to get a Switch. I want to get a PlayStation Four. But that's my main experiences. And as a dad, you know, uh, well, you don't know. I'm going to tell you. I have a seven-month-old at this point, uh, my beautiful son, and then I, as well, am a stepdad to a three and a half-year-old. So I get to go through that whole toddler phase and uh i'm learning a lot about that right now and you know it's again like chris said it's all things we're going to be covering as we go yeah. in the show like i said it's a support system it's a support system one of the cool things is that the age that your stepson is at is close to the age where i met my stepson so i can be support for you you can be support for me we can be support for everybody and on that topic you know if you haven't done so already Check out our Facebook group. It's a brand new group, so of course it's growing. It's, you know, it's our first episode, so take it with a grain of salt. But join our Facebook group. We like to have discussions with you guys. We like to talk back and forth. Again, support group. Whether it's support with gaming, whether it's support with parenting, whatever the case may be, it's a, it's a place for dad. Think of it. Think of it as a man cave. Now, if you're a mom or a woman and you're like, well, why? You know, what the hell? This is ex- no. It's not exclusionary at all. By all means. If you're a mom, you're a woman, you're single, whatever, join us. Be there. Give your perspective. The I'm the type of person that likes to look at situations where the more perspectives I have, the better, because that's going to tell me what the actual solution to any problem could be. Because if you look at it, if you look at it from one direction, heh, no pun intended. If you look at it from that direction, <laughs> Brian's dancing. But if you look at it like that, you're never going to quite see all perspective and see all all solutions. So. Again, the show is going to morph and do what it does as it does. I'm sure that there's going to be days where we don't have anything to talk about in terms of parenting. And we'll just cover games on that day. There'll be days where we'll cover gaming and we might go a little more into the parenting. We'll see. The show is going to take us where it takes us. Um, and to touch on the Facebook page again real quick, it's not just a place for you guys to talk because we're actually yeah. going to be engaging with you as well. Uh, yeah, you know, there's the there's a poll on there right now about what you what kind of content you guys want to see as far as like what's the next big game you want us to talk about, and we'll be doing more things like that. And heck, maybe in the future we might be doing like giveaways or something crazy like that. So eventually be down the road, I'd like to get into that. We'll, we'll talk about. That we'll do that um, hand casts of our mm. well foot casts of our feet, hair included. Yeah, no. And we just lost all listeners. Oh, no. Baby, come back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, you're being wonder, all right, what are you guys going to talk about on the first episode? All right, cool. Today, I'm going to break down exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the games that we're playing. I'm going to talk about games that we're looking forward to uh, during this month. We're going to cover uh, three news articles that we, we kind of, well, four news articles that we kind of touched on that, you know, told us something. We're going to have a venting minutes. 
where I think Brian may vent on it a little bit. I know that I'm furious about their venting minutes, so I'm going to have a, a bit to say. And then we're, we're going to close out with, uh, uh, as we said in the intro, we're gamers looking for cheat codes. We're going to close the show out with cheat code number one that we're going to hand out to you guys. Cheat code <clears throat> number one. Yep, fatherhood cheat code number one. So, all right. So, we're going to start with what games we're playing. Brian, what games have you been playing lately? Uh, well, this is Gaming Dad, but it's not just video games. So, I <clears throat> recently... Oh, yeah, that's another thing. True. It's Gaming Dad. It's gaming and through all perspectives. Oh, yeah. Whether it's board games, video games, and I don't know what other types of games, but gaming in general. And to touch on that, I've recently become addicted to Magic the Gathering. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> mad respect to the Ixalan box that just came out. I mean, I, I don't know too... I, I'm still on the learning phase. You know, if everybody's been there, they don't know what's what. I've kind of found myself addicted to cats. Because I like cats. They're pretty cool. Dick cats. Cats are cool. Uh, but the Ixalan box is pretty neat. It's got a concept of... There's three main kind of aspects. One of them, and this is going to sound really crazy. So you've got pirates, pretty standard, okay. like merfolk pirates, and like there's banshees and things like that, and which makes ninjas, sense to me. Right? Well, no, 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 no ninjas. No. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> then there's vampire conquistadors. The f- what? The, hear me, van- I've, vampire conquistadors. Okay. Like seriously, and they do like life steal and you know typical vampire things. They fly that stuff. Uh, and then the third one, and you'll get this once I say it, is Aztec dinosaur riders. <laughs> That's basically the concept. And what? dinosaurs in general. Aztec so dinosaur So you've got riders. the whole central... I feel like central... that should sound a little racist. Like, yeah. how is that not kinda, racist a little You can see it kind of. It's, it's If you look at it from this perspective, it's Central America, but with a magic feel. So there's banshees and vampires and what, Central Merfolk America wasn't and, magical enough before? I mean, it was pretty magical. <laughs> Everybody died, but... I mean, until recent times. Anyways, that's pretty cool. I think it's neat. I'm like I said. I'm into cats, like cats, love cats. But I'm not a big dinosaur guy. And so after that, so you highly uh, recommend it. I, I would highly recommend checking out Magic. It's really cool, simple to learn. Uh, it's got a very basic system to it. And See, I got some friends that want to get me into Magic, but I'll be honest with you, my concern is the money behind Magic. It, it can be. We it, have a well. We yeah. have a mutual friend, a friend, sure. Ray. Yeah. Ray just. Well, and I say recently, but it's really been for like a year now. But he got into magic. <laughs> now we both know Ray when he gets into something, <laughs> gets he gets a little into deep. it. He gets into gets it a hardcore. Um, but he spent three hundred and fifty dollars like the first day, <laughs> now, just buying decks, buying this, buying that. So I can say it can be expensive if you want it to be. It's one of those where like it doesn't have to be expensive. Okay. For instance, the way I started, I bought one of the basic decks that were out because I saw a dude on the front and I was like, oh, he's cool. Let's nice. do this. Turns out there was cats in that it's deck. usually how I dress up <laughs> my characters in any RPG. Yeah, Ooh, right. yeah pretty much. Cool. It looks pretty cool, right? For, it's like, look, if you're going to do it, do it for something you like and, and appreciate. Because ma- first off, the art and magic is really awesome. Probably that, the best I've seen. I, I will give you that. They, the, the cards look really sweet. But I bought a, I bought one of those like $12 starter decks, and I played with that for a little bit, and then I started adding some cards that I liked. And, you know, you can do that. You can spend $60 and have a great deck and enjoy going to, like, they call it Friday Night Magic, where you go play tournaments. And yep, I have another... Just, 
have a social life. For, my, for the other show, because, again, the show is part of the Geek End Cast Network. Mm-hmm. The other show that we do, Control-C, Billy also plays Magic as well. There you so go. Billy, that Billy's the one who got Ray hooked up on it. And see, the other thing about those is that, like I said, it could be cheap or it could be expensive. You go to those tournaments, you might see some guys that there's, like, some cards in Magic that cost a Dude, lot I, of I've money. I've heard that there's a card out there that costs, like, ten grand or Black something. Lotus. From one of the original packs costs, I think the going rate's like 15 grand, 18 grand. And it's one of those cases where it's like an illegal card. You can't even really use it in the it's tournament. Not, it, I look at it and I'm like, It's just more like a collector. It's, it's not that good, but the art's really cool. So it looks very pretty, but it's, yeah, it's, I mean, come on. you. It's a car, but it's a card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I collect the Pokemon cards when I was younger, so I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, look, Magic, pretty cool. I enjoy it, and I'm going to keep on playing it. Now, mm-hmm. I will say two games that are on consoles that I've played recently. We'll talk, I'll say Forza first because it's the one I've played the least. Forza Motorsport 7 just recently came out. And I've played Horizon. I've played Forza Motorsport 4. And i got to tell you, I like racing games. I love arcade racers where it's just like the physics don't make sense. Sometimes I will say Forza Horizon Three. Not really the case. The physics are there. It's pretty intense. So it's more uh, of a simulator. It's more of a simulator than it is oh yeah. an arcade racer. Oh yeah, okay. and I'm horrible at it. <laughs> That's the only way I can put it. I'm so bad. And I, I've learned some steps and learned some things to actually help you get better. Mm-hmm. And you know we can probably cover that on another day in general. But one thing I'll tell you is just turn all the assisted stuff off. Just take that leap. Really? There's like drive assist, brake assist, all that stuff. Turn it off because it's a crutch. You you will never get better until all that stuff is off, and you're gonna absolutely be atrocious for like the first hundred laps. So what about the casual gamer? For example, I've never big, been big into racing. Do I want that stuff on? Do I still want to take, turn it off? Like, does it even actually help? I can. And, I, and this is the example I'm gonna use. Again, this is the reason I ask. Mario Kart Eight for the Switch, right? has all of these, I don't want to call them safety features, that keep you in track, that make you accelerate, where it literally, it has happened. We gave our uh, almost two-year-old, JC, we gave him a remote, he won the race, <laughs> all right? He the doesn't BS. know what he's doing. He's he barely won touching anything, somehow. But he somehow got first place. So, like, is it one of those cases where, it, like, it doesn't actually do anything, or... well. Because to me, racing Mario Kart, it hindered me. It does. I turned it all off because I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Well, let's put it this way. I'd say that all the assisted stuff, to an extent, to a person who's never touched a Forza game before, it's going to help you in the beginning. Okay. It'll help you figure out the basic mechanics, you know, make you get around a couple turns pretty easy. It's good for, like, the first little bit of the game. Now, it becomes a crutch later because I'll put it, for instance... Automatic versus manual drive. Or, um, yeah, on the cars. If you're doing automatic, you're slowing yourself down so much because automatic takes so long for it to shift gears that you're actually losing speed. And I can tell you, the fir- the easiest way to see it is when you turn off automatic for the first time and you know, and you fiddle with it for a little bit, but go to your first race after you've practiced with it a bit. 
you're going to dust the first like 10 cars in that once race. Once you turn to manual. And once you turn to manual. Because all the other, you you will see all the other cars except for like the, I, I want to say like the the top five in like a race for, for robots, CPUs, uh, are all automatic. So you'll see just how slow all those cars are actually going. And I will say that, yeah, so in the beginning, if you've never played a Forza before, leave the settings on for at least I'd say like the first hour of the game so you can learn how to how the mechanics feel and then just rip the band-aid off awesome. cut everything that you can off you can leave like a I leave the damage off because I don't want to have to like go to the pit like you every enjoy five the race yeah I want to enjoy the race I don't want to like have like well hell I got a flat tire now I'm gonna lose that's not bad anyways the last game and the one that I really, really love so much is Shadow of War. <laughs> it came out this past week, and I've already put a good bit of time in there, which means I've lost a lot of sleep. We've covered this, guys. <laughs> if you're a gaming dad and you're a good gaming dad, you're you going to lose sleep. <laughs> but um, if you've played the first or if, for people who haven't played the first one, the first one, you're a ranger named Talion. Who basically the he's guarding the Black Gate and if you don't know Lord of the Rings, I apologize, but watch a movie. I mean give the info without yeah. spoiling the game. Basic, yeah. basically you're you're a guard at the Black Gate and it gets raided by a bunch of orcs and your whole family dies. Including yourself. You get your throat Yeah, it's it's bad. Nice. It's just bad. Uh, and then a Wraith possesses you. And you come back to life, and you spend the whole game trying to get revenge and figuring out what's going on and figuring out who the Wraith is. His name's Celebrimbor. So in the second game, without giving any spoilers from the first, you're playing as them again. And now you're building an army to take on Sauron, the big baddie of Mordor. Of really, of Middle-earth in general. Of the, the second big baddie. There was another yeah. one, but that's lore anyways. Um, so... Wiping out any story or anything like that, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's a really good story, though. Oh, my gosh. The game is so good. <laughs> I love it. So there's so many... So then I'm going to ask you this, because yeah. I played the original Shadow of Mordor. I didn't enjoy it. It was too repetitive for me. Okay. And I didn't enjoy the Nemesis system, because I felt that I was kind of ripped off with the Nemesis system, simply because I know that if you damage them, they're going to come back stronger and stuff. That part was cool, but... What I didn't like is that the game would tell me that I killed them, and then somehow they'd be back. Oh, okay. I don't like the fact that their death wasn't permadeath. I figured the way that it was explained to me at first, when before Mortar came out, right, <clears throat> was when you kill them, they're dead. Somebody else is going to rise up. You know what I mean? If you don't kill them, and if they manage to get away, they're going to come back stronger than before, and you're not going to be able to kill them as easy or damage them as easy as you did the first kind. You know what I mean? So there, it was it was explained to me as a progression for the characters that lived, but I was under the impression that if I killed you, you're dead. But they just kept returning. You know what I mean? So I had an issue with that, and honestly, because of that, once it became repetitive, I, I, I never finished it. So I can tell you, yes, that was the basic premise of the game in Shadow of Mordor, was that you had baddies. Insert X baddie here. You accidentally die to X-Batty. X-Batty gets stronger. You go fight him again. He remembers you. And he talks trash. <laughs> and then you kill him, and that's it. But, let's put it this way. Um, so, in the Star Wars movies, how many times has Vader come back after, like, almost being dead? 
It's easy because there was three of the movies where Vader was in it. Not, not really though. He never really got his. Well, I can tell you... They kind of ran away. He kind of ran away, yes. But to an extent, he was supposed to have died, but somehow managed to escape and come back. Okay. So some of... Not all of them. It's actually a small percentage. I'm assuming part of what you're talking about is the part where Vader's um, TIE fighter gets shot. Yeah, and he's like, oh, gosh, make it stop, blow up, ah, dead, but not dead, (laughs) come back. And And technically speaking, Vader came back once before episode... Four even came out because he was Anakin, almost died. Oh, <laughs> but anyways, right. I'm getting off track. Yeah. So baddies can sometimes escape death. Mm. And that's the case in Shadow of Mordor. Sometimes yeah. they can escape death. That's and I have, always cut off the head. I've I said Yeah, see, life. that's some sometimes that works too. But like sometimes they consider that I, I don't know if it works all the time. But I know if you damage somebody's head, like they can they can come back and they'll have like metal rivets holding their head together oh, it's so cool and like they'll have they'll, some of them will talk like a slur because I had a bad guy in Shadow Mortar that was like that I killed him he came back he spoke a little slower <laughs> <laughs> and he had metal rivets on his head and it was great that was the cool thing about Shadow of Mordor it really appealed to me and yeah I could see how it would turn some people off is that like sometimes people came back and they you'd see that like they had gone through hell to try to come back and fight you Again, Vader reference too. Because he, <laughs> nice. Come on, you. Anyways, Shadow of War takes that and shakes it up in such a way that's so nice. And I've got a story that really puts that in a reference. So, in the first area, there's a bunch of different captains and stuff. You can go merc them or follow the story or whatever. And naturally, I decided to go merc all the captains before I did the story. Yeah. And I'm going around and killing people, and I'm standing on a rooftop, and I'm looking at this one dude down here and I'm like alright I'm fixing to go sneak up on this guy and see if I take him out cool because sometimes they're immune to stealth and just before I jump off of this building lo and behold this orc comes out of nowhere and ambushes me the leaders in these guys can ambush you you would even know they're there and they just bam like oh trash talk trash talk trash talk caught you on the roof trash talk (laughs) and then so I'm stuck fighting him and the guy that was fighting down in the courtyard or was planning on killing in the courtyard comes and joins the fight so now I'm fighting two of them well oh great <laughs> dude that happened to me so many times where yeah. two of them were kind of fighting and the problem is they just kept getting stronger and I never yeah that's my basic advice in Shadow of Mordor is if in the first like couple hours of the game you died at the same guy like three or four times just restart <laughs> it's so it's so much harder with the guy that's like buffed and you're like well I can stab him a couple times that's it anyways in Shadow War so I'm fighting these two guys and I end up dying, lo and behold. And yeah. one of the guys was one of the guys that killed me. So, of course, when you die, they love the trash talk you. So I'm like, all right, dude, I'm, I'm watching the video and I can see myself as like, all right, Italian, we're going to get this dude. <laughs> so you get your vibe back and you, I looked on the map where he is and I go hunt him down. And, and long story short on that one, I end up accidentally dying to him again because he's stronger, of course. Yeah. So it's hard to fight. I'm like, ah, grr, I'm going to get him the third time. Die to him the third time. <laughs> so clearly I'm doing something wrong. So I think about it and I'm like, you know what? I need to plan this out. So I figure out where he is and I do this whole thing where I'm like, I'm wandering around and I'm finding where all the arrows are. Like, I spent like half an hour planning on how to kill this dude. <laughs> and I finally off this guy. 
And he looks up at me. He's like, well, finally. It's seriously like, wherefore is like, oh, you finally killed me. It looks like you're one to my how many was it? And then you cut his head off. I'm like, yes, I got him. <laughs> Except you don't. But that's kind of a messed up thing to hear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah they, they'll, it's so cool. They trash talk you. And he does it even when he's on his knees about to get his head chopped off. Except he escapes death. Oh, this is, he why, this is why I don't play the yeah, game. But see, it's, it doesn't happen all the time. It's like a, I don't know what the percentage chance is, but he escapes death. And he comes up and ambushes me again. Yeah, he comes up and ambushes me again. And I'm like, I just killed you. We spent all this time. And he trashes like, oh, I remember you. You thought you got me, but ha ha ha. So I end up killing him again because now I'm finally stronger. I got all my equipment and whatever ready. And okay. I take him out. He trash talks again. Well, it looks like you finally learned from all those times you died the last time. That's seriously what he said to me the second time around. More, not word for word. But, yeah. you know, the orcs have a little bit less going for them and the knowledge. <laughs> Anyways, so I killed him the second time. I'm like, oh, yes. And then he ambushes me again later. Like, how many times do you escape? So I think it's like a balance thing, maybe, that if you die a certain amount of times, you have to kill him a certain amount of times afterwards. Anyways, he comes back a third time, trash talk me again. I'm like, all right, dude, I got you, you piece of trash. <laughs> and seriously, this, this was like an epic fight. It took me like 10 minutes to kill this dude because we were in the middle of like all these other orcs like running around. And I had to be so patient. And I finally get him on his knees, and he's like, you finally got me the last time. And I'm like, I finally got you. <laughs> it felt so good to cut his head off. And that's the thing about Shadow of War, man. It, it, it pulls you in in such a way that like, they took how a game could draw you in and made it personal. And made it where like you really have, when it says like there's a vendetta mission, it's a vendetta mission. You died to that guy one or 12 or five, 500 times. I don't know how many times, but you're finally going to get him this time. Jeez. And you spend all this, it, it like, it's got heart. Like it pulls, like I felt so good when I cut his head off. I literally put the controller down and sat back and was like, and just enjoyed the video. It's done. <laughs> okay. On to the next one. Yeah. This, that's exactly why I don't so play good. Game. You know what I'm surprised you didn't mention though in your game, since you have uh, an Xbox one and sadly I don't cuphead. I'm surprised you haven't tried out Cuphead. I'm scared of Cuphead. <laughs> I'm scared of Cuphead because <clears throat> I, I love I love platformers. I'm a huge fan of like the Mega Man X and like, Super Castlevania and all those things. Mm-hmm. And like Symphony of the Night, Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. I look at Cuphead and I'm like, I would probably enjoy looking at the animations too much to actually pay attention yeah, to what I'm doing <laughs> and would just get wrecked over and over again because Cuphead looks amazing it looks like steamboat mickey yeah but with like things that are shooting at you and you're <laughs> fighting them and it's so good looking but not and thing where i work at surprise i work at gamestop <laughs> just Ta-da. so you guys know Ta-da. i'm not gonna like advertise them or anything if i can but not unless they sponsor the show we kind of got it for free <laughs> like some of us and I still didn't. I was like, nope, not doing it. Because oh. it looks, I can appreciate it. I can watch the videos of it. I don't see myself being really effective I at playing play that game it. so bad. One of these days when you're not using your Xbox too much, let me borrow it. So. Okay, no problem. So, in regards to uh, games that we're playing, the first one that I've been playing, the one that I've been spending most time on, is Metal Gear Solid Five. And you may be like, why the hell are you playing Metal Gear Solid Five? No 5? surprise. Two reasons. One, I never played it when it first came out. Here's why. I didn't play it because I didn't want the series to end. I am such a big fan of Metal Gear 
that I was afraid of having the series end. And see, that's strange to me because knowing him, knowing Chris, I watched him play Ground Zeroes for like an hour or two because that's how long the game is. And he was like, oh my God, it looks so good. I can't wait to... Oh, like I'm not trying to mock him, but I am. But then, but like he was so stoked about it. So hearing that it took him forever before he finally played it, and I get it because I know how much he loves. Well, him. you got to think about it. everything that happened with Kojima and him no longer being part of Konami right. and all that sort of thing. Scared it was going to be. I was like, scared that it was yeah. going to be crap, or I was scared that I would no longer enjoy one of my favorite franchises. You know what I mean? Like if anybody who knows me knows that my top two favorite franchises are Zelda and Metal Gear. Those are the two franchises that I'm addicted to. So I was kind of afraid to, of going there. I started playing it like a month and a half ago again. I got back into it. And then recently, it became one of the free PlayStation games for PlayStation Plus. So it gave me the incentive, okay, well, I'll, I'm going to go back. Because for the, this month, the game was for free. People are going to be online, so I can check out the online features for it. They're going to be doing updates to it and, and things of that nature. So it seemed like a perfect time to get back in and get in, in, in that game. With that said, that game is freaking incredible. It is one of the most ridiculous games you have ever seen, you have ever heard. There, <laughs> my oldest, AJ, came in watching me play one time. Oh, why did you put a balloon into that goat? Wait, why did that goat fly up into the sky? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it, it, it's, it's a completely ridiculous game. Isn't that, the, isn't that the Metal Gear where, like, solid... It's solid, right? Yeah, no. well, this one's Big Boss. Big Boss, excuse me. Big Boss is there, and in order to pass time, you smoke a cigar. <clears throat> yes, I believe so. Okay. All right. See, that's, I, I don't... That's I don't, what I was like, what Funny about? enough, I don't smoke in the game. Yeah. Because it's, it's bad for your health, dude. Like, it, it takes your health away. Oh, that's funny. Like, it, it takes your health away. That's how it always been. But it's it's been nice. And then it was funny because I haven't streamed in a while. Uh, I made a friend. Uh, his name is Justin uh, recently, and he's a streamer. He just got affiliated. And we, we talk about it and stuff. And by the way, congratulations, Justin, Props to, to, Justin. This, uh, to this episode. Was it Justin? Yes, Justin. Justin. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so he just got affiliated and everything. And he's like, oh, you should stream. Why don't you stream again? And he's been kind of like talking to me about it. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should get back into streaming. Geek End has a streaming account. Um, Ray has been saying that he wants to stream. I was like, maybe we should get into streaming. So I started streaming Metal Gear. It was the most embarrassing Metal Gear run. <laughs> <clears throat> Here's why. I was trying to, it was, it was the mission for quiet. I was trying to kill her, but I was trying to tranquilize her. I didn't want to shoot her with a sniper rifle because I figured if I killed her, I would lose her as a character and I wanted to be able to recruit her. So I figured, okay, I need to trank her. This whole time I was tranking her, tranking her. I died like 15 times. Finally, I got so mad that I was like, forget this. I'm just going to use a sniper rifle, kill her. And not just restart the mission again. That way, at least I have the satisfaction of beating her. You know what I mean? Because... Anybody who knows me knows that when it comes to shooting games, I'm a sniper. That's my specialty. That's that's this is what I'm strongest at. Took me a minute and a half to beat her with a sniper rifle. Most satisfying thing ever. Then it turns out I could have used the sniper rifle all along. <laughs> because at the end of it, you beat her, but she's on the ground, and you have to make the decision of shoot her or not. To like shoot her in the head to kill her or just let her live. So I ended up letting her live, and now she's part of my team. But, but I wasted... Like, 45 minutes dying, trying to, like, trank her for no reason. So, yeah, so I've been playing Metal Gear. Um, the other game that I've been playing is another uh, PlayStation Plus game, because here's the thing, and I am and I can't plug this enough. 
any gaming dad out there, if you're not a PS Plus member, go become a PS Plus member. PS Plus memberships pay for themselves, sometimes within that first month. Because when you look, especially when you do it on your phone, it'll tell you the amount of the games that you get, how much the games cost, and what the discount is, so it balances out to zero. And I believe with the free PlayStation Plus games for this month, I believe out of all the games that you can get, because I get them all so I can try them all, it was like $94. So right there, the PlayStation Plus costs 60 bucks. You get at least minimum two free games a month for the rest of the year. That's 24 games minimum. Sometimes if the games are cross-platform, like two of them were over this month, you get four games for free for that month. So it works out quite nice. But anyway. It's called and Pause. The same thing as on Xbox Live Gold, except that it's guaranteed four games a month if you've got an Xbox One. Because it's two backwards compatible games, two Xbox One games. Oh, okay. Normally. Sometimes there's more. I've heard that the, 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 the there's some like differences in that, and we'll, we'll get a little bit yeah. into and, and the difference between that on another episode. But um, And I've been playing also Sky Force Anniversary Edition, which is what came free. It's a top-down shooter. Very arcadey, where you're basically a plane shooting down other planes in the middle of a war zone. There's been like 10 billion other games that have done this, but why do I like this game? Time. As a gaming dad, time is your issue. How much time do you have to play? How much time do I have to sleep? I'm not only a gaming dad, I'm running these shows as well, and doing this, you know, I do editing, I do all of this. I, I lose more time than not. So... To be able to sit down, play a quick round, you know, five minutes, and you're you're done with the level, and then move on, is great. That is one hell of a, you know, I love playing games like that to an extent, because it's a nice little, like, I get out of work before my wife does, sometimes she's going to pick up the kids, sometimes I'm going to pick up the kids. If she's going to pick up the kids and I have half an hour, quick game. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a Raiden and Gradius and those kinds of games, it sounds like. Um... I, I can't remember really like, game, so you're a super powerful plane, lots of bad guys, things flying around. Yep, basically. You shoot at them, they blow up. Yep, exactly. Perfect. Oh, uh, and you, level up, and you level up your ship and things like that. And it's just and it's just okay. a top down shooter. That's just basically what it is. I saw that Raiden just came out with another one. I'm gonna have to check that out too, because he's reminding me I love, love those games. And then the Switch, because again, as I mentioned, I am a Switch owner. They came out with the, uh, the RPG, the Japanese RPG. The JRPG for uh, Project Octopath, Project Octopath Traveler. Yeah, you gotta tell me about that one. I'm like, what? There's, the I played the demo. I played it for for about half an hour or so. There's, it's a very rich story. It's a very very rich story. So far, I'm very enthralled by it. Uh, it's basically um, you're, I can't, I'm not sure the, I'm using the right word, but to give you the idea, you're like kind of like a knight, and you're in the middle of a battle. You find out that your fellow knight just killed your king. And that's kind of where the story starts. I don't want to spoil anything after that. But it's a very beautiful game. The graphics make it look kind of like you're reading a storybook. They remind me of the old-timey storybooks, you know, where the first letter of every sentence or every uh, uh, paragraph is like a really fancy, swirly letter. And you have like a nice drawn-out picture. And that's kind of the feeling that I get when playing Octopath uh, Traveler. So am I going to keep playing it? I don't know because I'm, I'm RPGs are tough for me sometimes. I don't like the whole uh, turn-based aspect of certain things. Am I interested in possibly going to play it? You know, further once it, I, I get the full version, possibly. Now here's the kicker: if you own a Nintendo Switch and you're playing the demo, whatever progress you make in the demo will transfer over 
Ooh. to the actual game once you get the actual game. That's cool. So there is absolutely no reason for any Switch owner out there that may or may not be listening to this to not get this game. It's free. You can play it. You can test it out. See how you like it. See if it draws you in. And once the game comes out, kick off from where you left off. I think Bravely Default in games like that also kind of did that kind of system. <clears throat> Although I, I feel like Bravely Default probably didn't execute it as well. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. Don't flame me. Please. <laughs> nice. So now that we've covered the games that we play, I want to know what games you're looking forward to this month. <laughs> because we're not... This time, you know, there's a lot of shows that break down, oh, coming out this week... Again, we're dads. We, we sadly don't have time to sit there and be like, coming out this week. So, But instead, what we're going to do is, what games are we looking for this month? Or what games are we looking for, uh, period? So at the moment, what games are you looking for? Because I know that this month is an extremely, extremely rich month for me. This month, this year. This, this year, year has been, been crazy. amazing for games. I mean, the Switch think- came out. You got Xbox One X coming. There's been games ev- pretty much every month that are like solid, like... If not game of the years, really good games in general. I mean, the the heavens gave us Breath of the Wild, which oh is oh my god, that game that's is so good. I I, don't, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if that just sweeps for little, game of the year. Little secret, I've also been playing that game still because I can't put it down, and I'm I'm trying to 100 percent it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to. There's do. a new so DLC still, coming too. <clears throat> no, there's a second DLC. There's a second DLC coming. Excuse so, me. I'm I'm trying to get everything on that game. So I I don't like to mention it because there's a constant like I'm still playing it because. You know, again, dad, short amount of time. I can only play for so much, but the game's amazing. It's it's one of the best games ever. It's in my opinion, it it it's kind of competing for first place for the best Zelda game. That there's so much you can do, and I know that there's a lot of people who are like, well, you're you're not. It's not too far from the originals, and in, in terms of you know, there's not that many enemies or whatever. Still, the fact that this game exists, and even more so that it exists on a Nintendo console, is amazing, because. Nintendo has never really done such an open world. You know what I mean? And it's huge. And it's massive. It's it bigger than a lot massive. of games that tout to be big. It is massive. And it is beautiful. Could it have more bad guys? Sure. But that can be fixed with a patch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can do that at any time. And really, with a, with a game like that, it draws you in a way that... You, if you're really enjoying and playing the game, you don't really pay attention to how many enemies you're fighting. Because there's so much else to do. But anyways, getting back on track. Getting back on track. So what uh, games are you looking forward to? Well, you're going to hear from me that there's less games that I'm keeping an eye on than Chris's. There's a very specific reason for that. I am caught in internet hell where I live. (laughs) I I have like 700 kbps if I'm lucky. (laughs) It's so bad. Though for some reason I played Diablo (laughs) 3 very well. I don't know why. Well, Diablo doesn't have that 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 high of a draw. Yeah, but there's a crap ton of things going on on screen all at once. But anyways, so between him and I, there's one game that we can both agree on. Assassin's Creed Origins. Yes. Now, when I say I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan, I am. This is the only way to put it. Like I mean, I am. I am. Like I'm a big assassin. I played. I am all too, of them. but you know what? I walked away. Yeah. See, there's. I've got a story behind that too. Uh, I've played all the way up to Unity. I've beaten all of Ezio's trilogy because I love Ezio as an assassin. He's he's so cool. He's yeah. such an interesting character. He's the one that was the best developed out of all the assassins. In my opinion, yeah. And you know, there's intri- intricacies with like the assassin from Rogue. 
three and Black Flag. That's so cool because they're grandfather, dad, son. Not in that order. They're yeah. all. It's all over the place. But it's grandfather, father, son. Yeah. I stopped at Unity, and it was because well, me and a lot of other gamers were really disappointed with the development <clears throat> phase. I mean, you were. It was so buggy. There's no other way to put it. It was like one of the buggiest games I've played in recent times. See, with me, I didn't have an issue with the bugs. I really didn't didn't have. I found out about the bugs from YouTube videos and from news articles. I never had any. So you didn't get to experience. I didn't them. get to experience any bugs. I had. It was a perfect run through all around. However, I got t- I got um, fatigued essentially. You know, I got franchise fatigue essentially. It was every every year, and it was kind of the same game. I, this it became to the point where it didn't matter who the assassin was. It just was another assassin game. You and, know what I mean? And see, I can wholeheartedly agree with that because I feel like. One was good proof of concept. Yep. Two was re- was really good, but Brotherhood kind of blew the mechanics out of the water with being <laughs> able to have your own group of assassins working with you. And then the next big game after that was Black Flag for innovation. I three, love Black Flag. Three was good. Three was three was an okay release. It was good. It worked with like the whole free running system a lot, which was neat. But it, trees. It, I'm like sorry, but trees and stuff. Connor was, was awesome. a dog. Or Connor was such a boring assassin for me. I like his fighting mechanic, but I did not enjoy the character as I enjoyed. Yeah, other he's characters. like he's like, er, I'm daddy issues the whole game. Yeah, just that's the whole game is daddy yeah. issues. And I love Black Flag, but here's the thing: Black Flag, I still find it flawed to an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those cases where it wasn't really an assassin game. And it was more of a yeah. pirate game that somehow ended up in assassins. You know what I mean? See, I played Black Flag, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Look at the world. It's so big. There's so much stuff to do. I was mesmerized by the water alone for like five minutes. But when I sat back and really looked at it, it lost its heart as an assassin game. It was a pirate game with assassin elements. It was a really good pirate game. Yeah, there was a lot of cool characters in it. And I I really enjoyed the hell out of the game. But yeah, I mean... You don't even become an assassin until no. almost the fourth act. You know Bro, what I mean? like, Homeboy stole an assassin outfit. <laughs> it was just doing that for a while. You know what I mean? So it's one of those cases. But, um, but uh, Origins. Oh, my God. Like, seeing all, how much work Ubisoft put into Origins through, like, their trailers and their mechanics and listening intros and all that kind of stuff. It looks so good. For one, they reworked the system. So, so that, far, they've given me a reason to give them another shot. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going into it cautiously optimistic, but I'm kind. Of, I am looking forward to it. It is on my list of games I'm looking forward. I'm really stoked because you, you look at it, and first off, it's Egypt. There's so much cool stuff, especially since you've got Cleopatra, you've got uh, one of the Caesars. If you're I forget which Stargate. Caesar. Yeah, like I am. Yeah, same, yeah. I'm rewatching we're, it. We're I'm big Stargate fans here. <laughs> Daniel Jackson for the win. Yeah, it is. Je- Jesus Daniel because he's died like 20 <laughs> times. Anyways. But, like, it's in Egypt. There's a lot of cool things they can do with it because it's got Cleopatra, Julius Caesar, the Pharaoh, uh, your Amajai, which is basically the Popos of Egypt, yeah. pretty much with, like, some ritualistic stuff they're, going they're on. They're religious too. leaders. And, 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 yeah. um, the mechanics are awesome because, first off, like, there's an item system now. What do you mean? Like, you can. It's it's it got RPG elements like you find legendary drops off oh. of people that you die or th- people that up. you oh, die. That's right. I yes. did read about you leveling up weapons. Yeah, you level up weapons. There's you that's find true. them. See, I, I've gone completely media blackout on it. I got you. I mean, I saw the trailer at E3. I saw the well, stuff they had at E3. Here's your intro. And <laughs> and and I basically I just walked away from it, um, only because I didn't want to have. 
I didn't want to set my expectations too high. Gotcha. And at the same time, I didn't want anybody to bring them down. I want to give this game a fair shot. Because I was so judgmental of where Assassin's was going and me not playing um, you know, the last one that came out and just kind of being like, I'm kind of done with it, I kind of want to go in fresh. You know what I mean? So with the exception of what we're covering right now, I, I'm, I'm trying not to look too too deep into it. Well, let's well let's let's break it into like bare bones, like what the mechanics are. Because yeah. I don't want to overhype it. Then you come back in another episode. You're like Brian, you were you. so freaking wrong. <laughs> you were so wrong. You were the wrongest wrong person of all to wrong time wrong. to ever be wrong. But like, so bare bones mechanics. Uh, there's an item system now where people drop stuff when you merc them, kill them. Sorry, I didn't say merc. <laughs> a lot. I don't know why. Uh, there's no mini map. You have to pay attention to where you're at. I actually love the fact that there's no mini map. But to draw you into that, to help out a little bit, you get an eagle. You get a birdie. And the birdie does stuff. You send him up into the air. He scouts the area around. You I'm see people. Very, can you control the eagle? Do you know? Like, to, I think to an extent. To yeah, I've seen where it looks like he maneuvers a little bit. So you can like go over, like say like there's an encampment. You're trying to uh, get him to and kill the dude. Uh, you send the eagle over the eagle, the eagle over it, and the eagle does things, sees all the bad guys, tells you their level to let you know, like, hey, this is probably gonna be really hard. You need a plan, or like, hey, you can just run in, do an Elvis jig, and then kill everybody and be all right. Do an Elvis jig to me, oh, yeah, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Elvis impressions are horrible. Anyways, <laughs> his is better than mine. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, there's all kinds of riding. You got camels, horses. Kind of thing, and of course the environment's back there to kill you. There's, I mean, it's the Nile. You got crocodiles, you got hippos, lions, tigers, bears. Oh my, <laughs> not actually tigers. I don't know or bears, but um, ships are back too, which people love the way they did ships in Black Flag. But they're done in a way that it doesn't make it. From what I've seen, anyways, to make it like it's not a pirate game. It's not a pirate game. It's not. Pirates Egypt edition. Nice. No, there's. It's pretty neat. It looks like a legit Egyptian based game. But you're playing as the first assassin. Uh, the one his, who started the creed. the one who started the creed. Well, all that stuff. The one who started the brotherhood. Yeah, the brother, and then the creed probably came down. And like, that's why. That's honestly the reason why I want to give it a shot. Yeah. To see. Because I find it interesting that they didn't go back to the first civilization that we all know. Yeah. With Adam and Eve. If, if you're foreign to the Assassin's Creed story. There, the whole premise is built on there was a civilization before our current time. Before Homo sapiens. And they them. they left things around that let you do stuff, like see things. Back to Stargate, the 80s. Yeah, back, yeah. So, but that, that's kind of why I want to give it a shot. So, All right, so moving on from Assassin's Creed, yeah. is there any other game that you're looking forward to? Not not this month. Not I mean, month? it's I've been, I basically had something to pick up every month. <laughs> Regardless, I'm right now this month is going to be it has been the most amazing month ever. To starters, my birthday was just recently. What was so happy birthday to me because I'm looking forward to like right now this upcoming Tuesday South Park the fractured butthole. Oh, he said it right. I said it right. He said it right. I said it. Oh, South I... Park the fractured butthole. But anyway, one of the biggest reasons why I'm looking forward to this game. And um, did you pre-order it? No, I did not. Okay, I am looking so forward to this game, and I think honestly, one of the things that I'm going to do. Is I am going to stream it. That I, I want to stream from the original because I pre-order it. So I'm going to get the original. Pre-order from the original through Butthole. <laughs> that, Think that about what you said. Poor choice of words. Or sounds <laughs> terrible. But that's exactly what they made the game for. The original Stick of Truth is one of the one of the best RPGs I've I've ever played. Um, because it wasn't overly complicated. It was very simple. 
it was a lot of fun. And if you're a fan of the show, it gives homage to the show. It, it, it honors the show in a way that no other game that has been tied to a franchise in the past has done. So it's it's essentially an interactive episode. Yeah, One the, long interactive episode. The producers were really involved in the process. They were there like, I guess the, I guess the creator of the game, the pr- producers, yeah. whatever, was there like weekly at the office for South Park talking with the developers. Oh, they're, they're, they're very, like they're very involved in the in the production of that game. So, oh, yeah. so it's been pretty freaking sweet. So, I'm looking forward to that. The other one that I'm looking forward to is kind of a no-brainer, considering I have a Switch, Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah. That looks good. That game, dude, that game is in my dreams. That game, I would say haunts my dreams, but they're good dreams, so it's not really haunting. So what you're saying is is you have mustache T-Rexes in your dreams. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I (laughs) And awkward conversations with hats. And awkward conversations with hats. Dudes, it it looks awesome. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm talking to everybody. Um, It looks awesome. It, It it reminds me, for some reason, I'm really giddy about it. It's one of those cases where I'm giddy to the point where I feel like a kid again, to an extent, waiting for this Mario game to come out. And that's exciting, because I haven't felt like that about Nintendo for a while. You and I have had many conversations about Nintendo and how I feel that they've been dropping the ball lately. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's one of those cases where I'm glad that this coming out. Probably and since that, like the Mario Galaxy time, I think, is yeah. where like it really kind of you know, fell away. Fell away, and... It, and not so much fell away, it's just Nintendo hasn't... So many people want to give Nintendo their money, but they don't make enough. They do this, they direct that to create this false sense of, like, rush. But in reality, everybody just wants it. I think you know you're referring mean? to the lack of Switches and stuff. I'm referring to the lack of Switches, I'm referring to the lack of SNES Classics, I'm referring to the lack of NES Classic. Alright, so moving on to the next story. It's uh, Battlefront 2 just recently had a beta. I don't know if you got a chance to play it. Essentially, the biggest report that kept coming out is the whole loot boxes. Because, you know, now loot boxes are everywhere. That's the and thing, man. That's the Shadow of War, to do. Forza Motorsports 7, both have them. Everybody has loot boxes. First of all, the one thing that I will say about loot boxes, if, if you don't like loot boxes, don't buy them. Because if you buy them, you're basically telling the developers that it's okay. So, if you don't like them as much as, you, as, long, as, much as people report they do, for example, I don't like them. I'm not a fan of them. I don't buy them. If you want them to go away, stop buying them. Because that's what's going to tell the developers they are wasting their time putting them in. You know what I mean? For the people that like them, great. My big thing is you should not be able to buy a loot box that is essentially a pay-to-win situation. Which was what was happening with Battlefront 2. One of my friends apparently told me that there's a card for... There was two cards for Boba Fett. One that would basically make him invisible as long as he's in flight. And another card that will keep him in flight pretty much all the time. Oh, that's intense. So, so he's that, just invisible all the time. Just invincible the entire time. So it's one of those cases where he was not you know what I mean? Yeah. You couldn't beat him and people would all be oh sorry, and people would all be using him. <clears throat> yeah, so it was one of those cases where like clearly he was massively overpowered. Clearly, it's one of those cases where they needed to improve it. But Thanks to the article, and this is an article uh, from Polygon. They they've taken that into account. It seems that they got they've gotten rid of it, and then they're they're doing what's right. They're essentially balancing out the game so that sure loot boxes are still going to be in there, but people were vocal enough that they figured out something has to change. Yeah, the article even stated that like uh, a lot of the best content that you're going to get, you get from playing the game. You don't get from loot boxes. And loot that's boxes the way are more like a, I, 
think they're taking a take. Like coming from my experiences, and like I, I used to play MMOs all the time. One of the big ones I played was Eve Online. Yeah, it's not a play to win kind of or a pay to win kind of circumstance that they're looking at. They're looking at making it for like the guy, well, dads, for instance. You yeah. know, like crap. You don't want to suck, but you also don't have the time to commit to a game. Throw five bucks into it. Get a couple loot boxes. Get a little better, but you're still not going to get everything unless you commit time to the game itself and don't get me wrong if it's one of those cases where that's what you like and you want that experience and you like loot boxes by all means do it but if you don't if you're not a fan of loot boxes then that's my recommendation don't buy them that's the only way that it's going to improve things they're not getting the money so luckily they took it into consideration through the beta and they got rid of it then and people don't real quick people don't realize what betas are anymore coming from the older school games for the pc betas are proof of concepts they're, they're development they're not they're a finished the game kinks. like people that were playing destiny 2 were getting pissed that there wasn't enough content it's a beta it's not a complete game you're helping the developers make the game better now recently a lot of that's just stress testing for servers but it sounds like the people that are developing battlefront 2 ea and all them are actually Using the beta to fix the game, which is what betas are for, yeah. and it sounds like you're getting a much better polished product when it comes out. Basically what it does. Um, one of the final ones that I want to touch base on, too, is the SNES Classic pre-order. Um, with the fact that Amazon still hasn't shipped certain pre-orders that people have ordered. And how messed up is that? For the simple fact that Amazon had a whole mess of uh, SNESs within their treasure trucks. You know what I mean? And selling it. So, because you are in the game, you know, the industrial complex that is GameStop, I was wondering if you had any insight on that, Brian. Well, I can tell you we got a surprisingly amount of them in, given our circumstances. Given that, you know, last year with the Nest Classic, supply and demand was much higher than Nintendo expected. But, uh, you know, like for instance, my store in particular, we got... I think it was like 25 of them, 24 of them after pre-orders. Yeah. Or, no, it was 24 of them total, which is a lot, folks. I mean, we're talking about a really high-demand console. We sold out in 15 minutes. Straight up. It was amazing. I've never seen something like that. that And it's amazing to me that a company as big as Amazon didn't get enough. Given they got pre-orders and they had enough, like if they had like a good cutoff on their pre-orders for the, the they should the have gotten all the they should have gotten all of them. Yeah, there should have been enough. And if so there wasn't, they should have handled it better. It makes me wonder then: Did they oversell? Did Nintendo say, "Hey, we're going to send you 50, well, and then they sold a hundred? Well, you look at uh, Walmart, for instance. Walmart had to refund a bunch of pre-orders because they were like, "Oh, we're going to have them available early," and they didn't. Yeah. So, or no, it was uh, it was Xboxes, Xbox One Xs. Mm. They had to refund those. So you're looking at companies who are pushing a product, committing to the customers, say, "Hey, we're gonna have this for you," and in the end, turning out they don't. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking to me because, like, you're a gamer. You uh, you come from a gamer standpoint. You're like, oh god, I get this. I'm so excited. It's gonna <laughs> ship on this day. I'm gonna get to play it. And in the case of the Super Nintendo class, I'm gonna get to play Mega Man. Woo! <laughs> and then Heartbreak City. It turns out you don't get your console. That's crazy. And being a grown kid, like that's I consider myself a big kid. Yeah, that's all I am, and that's all I ever will be. <laughs> I don't want that to would destroy. Up. I like. I would probably never buy from Amazon again. 
to the best of my ability. Yeah. And I don't blame you. And it's one of those cases where it amazes me. And, I, and I, I've i never had an issue with Amazon. I know that there's people who've been... Amazon has an issue with Nintendo. Or Nintendo has an issue with Amazon. So weird. Everything with Nintendo and Amazon is always a problem. But I've always received anything that I've ever ordered from Amazon... I've gotten without any issue. So I personally can't complain. But it is, it's weird for me to see all these people experiencing these issues because Amazon is such a giant. Like, how, how do they not have it in the control? You know what I mean? But hopefully, you know, they get everything resolved and everybody gets their orders sooner rather than later. And then I know the last uh, news article was a kind of insider news. I wish I had a theme song for, like, insider news. With Brian in regards to... GameStop. Well, folks like me, folks like Chris, committed gamers, we'll call us. <laughs> gamers for life, you know. The ones for us where we started with the old school consoles grew up. We had this glorious moment in our lives that happened to pretty regularly, depending on what you wanted to play. Where you could go to a store, hang out in a line with a bunch of other people who wanted to do the same thing you wanted to do. And lo and behold, at this glorious moment... The doors of the store would open, you'd walk in, you'd get the thing that you wanted, the console, the game, the guide, whatever, and you'd go get to go home and play it. We call it the midnight <laughs> release. And for a lot of us, it was a big excitement. I remember, you know, Skyrim. Yep, 11, Skyrim, 11, 11, 11, 11, baby. I was here, and long story short, I had been in Afghanistan, and I purposely bought a gaming laptop in Afghanistan because I was scared I wasn't going to be home for 11, 11, 11. And I was. And I still to this day, I have a picture of that line yep. that I stood in and got my Skyrim home and then in. got home, put it in, waited it for it to install for three hours. And but anyway. For like three days nonstop. Oh, God. It was so awesome. <sighs> Skyrim was so good. <laughs> Anyways, midnight releases recently have died. They've gone away. Like... You can't. Uh, the, the GameStop, for instance, does early releases now, where you go in at nine thirty and you get to install the game early. Yeah. And installs, as everybody knows now, takes forever. Well, they're bigger games, dude. I mean, look at the quality of the games that we're receiving. Oh, it, it this, takes a lot of. Data. This is true, but in respect, internet's grown a little bigger too. And you think a lot of times companies should have a finished product when they release, but that's besides the fact. Well, guess what, guys? Midnight releases are back. Nice. So. People who pre-ordered, at least at GameStop, pre-ordered Mario Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Origins are gonna get are gonna Mario get Odyssey. it on midnight. Ah, I miss. Are gonna Mario get Odyssey. it on midnight. I me too, and I'm probably end up working it, which is fine because actually that was one of, when I was working in GameStop when we had midnight releases. That was one of the things I enjoyed doing was going to midnight releases because it's a unique crowd of people that get to go and pick up their game early. You know, and like there are the stigmas with the, like the Call of Duty, the Grand Theft Autos, the sports guys. But you know what? Those are people that love those games, and they come in, and that's what they're that's what they're there for, obviously. And they're you know they might be dressed up, they might be talking trash about that local town sports team that they like that's <laughs> going to be in the game. But midnight, there's something ma- magical about midnight releases for gamers, and it sucks that they went away, but they're starting to come back, and it's not it's not GameStop. It's not, for instance, it's not GameStop that decides those things. It's the companies who make them. And there's a best-known secret in gaming. Mm-hmm. The, a really good secret. Nintendo does not regularly do midnight releases. Ever. 
it's very rare that I they do them. I wonder why they did it for this It's one. very rare that they do them. So the fact that for one of the companies to bite and actually get a midnight release in such a time where we don't do them, being Nintendo, is amazing to me. And I think part of that has to do with how well Breath of the Wild has done. Possibly. Because they saw that and were like, holy crap, people are so committed to this. Let's do this. You know what? Let's go back to the old school and do midnight releases. And then Ubisoft is the other company. And, you know, Ubisoft, they're a money printing machine of recent times yeah. until until Assassin's Creed Origins they've been working on this since Black Flag but they releases every year you know the yeah. typical formula for a company that doesn't really care about their fan base is <laughs> printing them every year there's bugs everywhere okay. you know it's so for them to bite on that too mind blowing but yeah That's so sweet. be at your if you're a GameStop guy and you be or, there for or the girl. release <laughs> be there for the midnight release and you know hopefully Walmart Target Best Buy, they'll all bite too. Amazon, maybe. Amazon people, I don't know how it works. I've never pre-ordered. Well, the Amazon, Amazon. basically, the way that, because I pre-ordered a lot of my stuff from Amazon, because I, it, there's perks to being an Amazon Prime member for, for gaming. You save 20%. Right. Um, so what it is, is we get it on release day by 8 p.m. on that day. But it gets delivered to your door. That's cool. So the cool thing is, I don't, again, when you're a gaming dad, you don't have time to waste. So it's wonderful to... Get home, and by the time the kids are in bed, my game's in my hands. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's pretty, and, and you're like, yeah, ready to go. Except <laughs> install times are exactly. still a brutal, depressing yeah. thing these days. <laughs> so, especially when you have horrible internet. Like, yeah, I can imagine. I'm bro, sorry. Forza took a week to install. Oh, for the love of God! Okay, so. We mentioned again, this game is about support for dads and things. We're going to cover topics on both. And one of the topics that you know we chose to cover for today <clears throat> was a news article that came out in uh, ABC.net in regards to a father uh, who went to take his daughter to the family bathroom to change her diaper. And how a woman walked in there, called him a sicko, a pervert, and said that the bathroom was only for women. So, this is the section... That I'm calling venting points. And now bear in mind, it wasn't a bathroom they walked into. It was a diaper changing room or a milk room or whatever. You want. It was a room it was designed a, yeah. to take care of your kid. Yeah. And the woman walked in basically saying, you know, that you're sick or you're a pervert, et cetera, et cetera. There was nobody else in there. He was, or he was in the middle of changing a diaper. And this woman harassing him essentially let him to leave and not be able to finish changing the, the, the baby, unfortunately. This is the section that is called venting points. We may not always have a venting point. We do today because that story really, really upsets me. And then we go back to the fact that it's not cool that guys get this bad rep just because we're men. Especially now, we live in a day day and age where the fathers are wanting to be more involved. We want to be a part of our children's lives. We want to help. Being a stay-at-home dad is no longer really that big of a deal. There's a lot of men out there who do it. And if you do it, awesome. You get to spend all that time with your kids. But it really irks me that sometimes people look at men in that regard. And I don't like the fact where dads are automatically labeled lazy. Or, for example, we have we all have friends. And I'm sure it's happening to you, too. And I'm sure it's happening to any listener out there. Where they'll be talking. It's like, oh, yeah, well, the, the kid has to go to the doctor. Oh, well, your wife will take him. Why? Why does my wife have to be the one to take him? I can take my kid to the doctor. It's not a problem. So I don't. I, I kind of wanted to get more, more your insight on it too. I wanted to get your point because it's one of those things that, like, 
Why is it so wrong? This guy did nothing but try to change a baby. He should not have been met with that sort of disdain and that sort of regard. That's just insulting. You know what I mean? We're all trying to raise our children. We're trying to be a part of their growth. And this was just out of left field. And I know that there's women out there who defend who defended this man. And, you know, they had very nice things to say. But then there's the side of the spectrum that just seems to be completely oblivious to the fact that, hey, he's just he's trying to be a dad. So I read the article. Uh, first off, interesting point is it happened in, was it New Zealand, I think? Something like that? I can't remember. It right was it's, it's been a bit some since place, I read the not article. the U.S., but still an English-speaking country where they have different code for diaper. It was like nilly or nappy or something like that. Anyways, I put myself in his shoes as I was reading the article, and I think, what would happen if I like went to Babies R Us, which Babies R Us, most Babies R Us I've been to, have that have a room. nursing room, have that room where they can nurse or change the diaper, whatever. And I put myself in where, what would happen if I walked into one of those rooms with my my baby boy? My baby boy is seven months old. And go change him. And, or, you know, maybe he needed a bottle and he, he was too overloaded and needed a quiet place to eat. Yeah. And I think, what would happen if someone, anyone, you know, it doesn't have to be a woman. It could be anybody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it could have been like an employee at the place. Wouldn't, like, bro, you're sick. Like, could have what been the hell are you doing? Where's, where's the mom dude walking by, yeah. Or, like, even worse could be, like, you know, is that your kid? What are you doing, you monster? And that's my concern. And, yeah, like, that's... I went to heart for that. I'm like, who could... What, first off, what kind of world do we live in where someone trying to take care of their kid could be mistaken for trying to... Do something yep. to that poor kid, and that's where it, where it became sad for me too. You know what I mean? It's like it's heartbreaking. You know the the sad thing is, like you mentioned, this same woman who called him a sicko could have just as easily called the police. And here is this guy changing his daughter's diaper. Yeah, possibly now being interrogated by a police officer while this kid or, is still dirty diaper. Correct. Or now in a clean diaper, but look at all the trouble you have to go through. You know what I mean? There's there's. The fact that he had to leave the room without being able to finish finish what he was doing is ludicrous. You know what I mean? It's one of those cases where, like, very easy, the woman could have seen, oh, he's changing a diaper. Not a big deal. But why why take that regard? It's, it's one of those cases where people need to be a little kinder. People need to be a little a little more loving. You know what I mean? And it really bugged me. Because, again, this one of those scenarios, she could have called the police. He could have been arrested. He could have, at the very least, been put in cuffs. The baby taken away for I don't know till, till they evaluate the situation. It could have it could have gone much worse than it did. Luckily, it didn't. But we live in a world where it could have, and that's not right. Man. And now, now you look at a situation like that where all that happened, and now the dad's you know gun shy about going into these places, and now the kids suffering. Yeah. And in any in that circumstances, even the woman went and said those things. That child was suffering. And where was he going to go to? Yeah. I I, I know you've experienced it. Sometimes there's been times where I go out and I'm carrying the baby. I'm carrying my baby. And JC needs a diaper change. And rather than have my wife do it, oh, no, I got it. Give me the diaper bag. I go into the bathroom, into the men's bathroom, thinking there's going to be a diaper change. There's nothing. There's nothing. How... How are we in the year 2017? They they can't even put a changing table in the men's bathroom. It's, it's not plastic. That big a deal. It's, it's cheap. It, like not even that. It's just cheap. Like it's needed. Yeah. You know what I mean. So now now I have to be that jerk to come out of the bathroom 
tell my wife, hey, I'm sorry, you have to do it. Or, like, walk out to your freaking car or just duck into somebody's booth, which, by the way, really unsanitary. I don't know if yeah. you've seen a baby's diaper sometimes before. Yeah. It's like a war zone in there on occasion. Or you have to pop the trunk of your car and Yo, change God, them back yeah, down. Like, I mean, it's, it should the be heck, man. So, it's, honestly, guys, be nicer. Like... And if and honestly, if somebody confronts you, and if you're finding the situation, don't be a jerk about it. But explain calmly that you're changing your childhood. Honestly, don't leave. These rooms are meant for parents. There's nothing in particular that says it's for the mother only. Of course, if there's somebody in there, be polite. Don't be a jerk. You know what I mean? If there's somebody breastfeeding, give them their privacy. That sort of thing. But don't leave a room at the suffering of your child because somebody else is guilting you out of it. You are a dad for a reason, and you love your kids. You do what you need to do to make sure your kid is safe. I would not have left. I would have told that woman to call the police. I would have been gone by the time the police I mean, got there, but I would have told her to call the police. Same as you, man, except there'd probably be a lot more expletives involved. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. No, I, I, I would have been cursing up a storm. But, um, you know, and to look at it from another perspective, guys, we live in such a reactionary world where people see something and they get mad about it, where people read a thing and they're like, oh, my God, what are we coming to? If for a lot of, I think for a lot of people, me, myself included, I don't know about you, we see things out in the world and we have some kind of article, some kind of message, some kind of video, something, 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 somebody said somewhere 8 million miles away, this happened to show up on my Facebook that pops into your head. Where it'd be like, you see a little girl getting into a van. You're like, oh shit, what's happening? Excuse me, lack for a better term, but. What is happening here? Oh my God, is she okay? Is she? Turns out that's her dad's van. You yep. know, it, take if take everything that you read, everything that you see, everything that you hear with a grain of salt, and use your best judgment. If you see, like, say you put yourself in that woman's shoes, if you see a guy walking into a diaper room with a baby, yeah, let let that image of whatever horrible thing could be happening hit, but let it pass. Get past that. Take it. Take that extra half second and be like. I'll even go a step further. Yeah. If you're concerned, make sure that the kid is okay, but don't shame the guy. And you can do it. You can check on that child in a very tactful way. You can be like, "Oh my goodness, does somebody have a? Is somebody had an accident, or yeah. is there something I could do to help you? Be kind. That There's kind of thing. Ways to do it. Something I could do to help you out. Do you need? You know anything? You know, be there for your fellow man or woman. Whoever, because this could happen to a woman, too. Yeah, no. I mean, it certainly... It shouldn't happen to anybody. Yeah, it shouldn't happen, happen to any parent. You know, but be there be there for each other. So, with that said, guys, we would love to hear what your thoughts are. The, the, yeah. This post is still in the group. Again, go to facebook.com backslash groups gaming data 101 or search Just gaming search data gaming 101. It's all confusing, <laughs> and I'm terrible at links. But anyway, go check it out. Go give us some feedback and, and, and you know, kind of talk about it if you want to talk about it some more. Now... Again, as we mentioned, Gaming Dad, we're dads, we're looking for cheat codes. One of the ways that we'd like to end the episode and getting toward the end of the episode, I want to give you cheat code number one. So, cheat code number one, fatherhood cheat code number one. A baby carrier can totally be used to make do curls. Punch it one, two, three. And not just that. Like, <laughs> think about the baby in general is, well, obviously as your kid, duh. Well, this is, well you can as do, a weight. <laughs> you can do curls. You don't have time? Do curls, man. Carry your baby night. You know how, yeah, yeah. dude. My arms got huge. Same with here. That like carrier. I feel shoulder. Like yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Right. See, dad's got big guts and big arms for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Get your dad's butt on. But like, yeah, seriously, just lift your baby a little bit. It's okay. They enjoy it. <laughs> so, with that said, 
I'd like to thank all of you for checking out our first episode of Gaming Dad 101. Make sure to check us out. We're going to be every single Wednesday. We're going to have a brand new episode starting with this episode, episode one. And we're going to topic, cover different topics. Join us on our Facebook group. Again, Gaming Dad 101 for the Facebook group. Follow our Twitter. We, are, we don't have a Gaming Dad specific Twitter, but we have the network Twitter. Geek and Cast on Twitter that you can get news for this and other shows. And also for this and other shows, go check out the website at geekandcast.com. I want to thank you, Brian, for everything for joining us on this episode uh, as my co-host. Not thank, the problem. Not the problem. Uh, and thank you once again, guys, for listening. Uh, make sure to check us out next week. You guys have a good and safe day. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.